This is the Distracted and Disorderly Podcast. I'm Chris and this is Kayla. This is Kayla. We're just fucking idiots. Let's go. Listen up. Don't forget to catch us at the Rock and Metal Music Podcast Festival, April 13th at the Eagles on City Hall Ave in Gardner, Mass. $15 in advance, $20 at the door. It is all ages. There will be swear words, but it is all ages. Presented by Smash Banana Productions and Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. Come there and support the Minus 22 Foundation. We are going to be joined by Fans of the Dead Podcast and Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Podcast. Come hear music from Bag Lady, A New Dysfunction, The Mighty Suicide Squirrels, Point the Finger, Pralium, and Creation from Crisis. April 13th, 5 p.m. at the Eagles in Gardner, Mass. And now enjoy the show. What? (laughs) I didn't even record. I just hit record now. Damn it, Christopher. It was so good. I was going to... I was going to give Scott the rundown on how we entered intro the show in, but well, intro the show in. Then that's the fine. Distracting disorderly no. podcast. Welcome back. The handsome, but ugly in some lights guy. And <laughs> we're here with Scott Leone. You know it. I'm Chris. This is Kayla. He's Italian. I'm a little bit. A little bit. Can you back up? Your nose takes up the whole screen. Can you back up a wow. little bit? Wow. <laughs> He's Italian. I I understand that your entire family has never used a seasoning other than salt for the entire time they've been a fucking lie. Get out of here. Get out of here. What's the matter with you? Go eat some more Capicola to your butt explodes. I'm going to be running for the fucking bathroom midway through this. I'll be screaming at you and shitting my brains out. Oh, my God. Today, today, Kayla's eyes twitching up there. You ready for today? (laughs) Are you ready to moderate no, this? No, I don't think that I could ever prepare for something like this. So, Well, that's bullshit because whenever I'm with you guys in person, you are always the moderator. You're the one. Would you guys stop yelling? Just shut the <laughs> fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's on recording, so we got to be choosy. So well, today we brought freaking the 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 staple in the scene himself for a long time. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> he's been peeled out and he's trying to get back in. But... um. Whoa! He just wants to. He wants me to stand behind him and force him back in. But I do uh, want you to push me from behind. (laughs) We're gonna talk about hardcore metal and a little bit of music stuff, a little bit of stuff, and uh, you know, Kayla's got the fucking the the spec sheet for this show, this little blueprint I drew up earlier this morning while taking a poop. Why why did I get a spec sheet? I'm just getting fucking blindsided by the two of you. This is called ambush podcastism, bro, dude. (laughs) Fuck. <laughs> so so tell us why you think you're a tough guy who can punch kids in the face that are 14 years old at an all-agent show. Tell us why, 40-plus Scott, when you swing on children and their parents dropped them off that night. Listen, those parents, they're going to fucking learn too, all right? I won't beat just the kid's ass. I'll find the goddamn parent too. Hey, bring your dad in here so I can crowd fucking kill him, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Get your punk bitch dad in here. <laughs> I beat your dad's ass 20 years ago. I'll beat your ass now, fucker. <laughs> the ever not afraid. Oh, God. <laughs> so Unfortunately for my face. Yet, we're talking about hardcore and metal. So. A little bit. A little bit. We're touching surfaces of things. That's the only so, thing you're <laughs> Didn't even introduce Scott in a polite way, but it's, you know. I did. I That's did introduce Scott. I said Chris in a polite I- way. 
Chris and I have 20 years of friendship. This is That was the most polite I was getting out of this. Yeah, I started off with handsome. I led with handsome. It went downhill from it there. Went but... Fucking immediately. <laughs> there was no that no not downhill. This was off a fucking cliff, straight down. <laughs> Look at this handsome pile of shit that I fucking hate. That was fresh, how that went. I, Scott I'm fresh s- off of some sweaty man to man contact for the morning. It's Yo. I I tell women in my life that I go to jujitsu class, but we'll continue that lie here. <laughs> I'm sorry, what jitsu? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, what I don't jitsu? know what religion they are. <laughs> oh, man. So, so Kayla, since you're the moderator, what are we talking about here? I don't really know. I'm real out of my element, so I have a spec sheet for a reason. But I don't know I want if you we're to read starting that. at Octane yeah, Core. Yeah, I want you to read that whole paragraph. Octane Core? I want you to read that whole paragraph I sent, that Octane Core paragraph. Yeah, because you deleted stuff, but didn't send me the deleted stuff. No, no. I, I, so it starts off, what I sent you says, let's talk hardcore and metal. And then there's yeah, a bunch oh, yeah, of shit. Yeah. I deleted all that up to Octane Core. So that whole section's gone. So everything below that we're talking about. Yes, Octane cool. Core and below. Because I think we're going to go off the rails. And Scott already said he wants to mention some bands that I don't have on my list. So that works out. So it works out. So read that. read us that paragraph of uh, Octane Core. This makes me feel like Use. I have to say the middle part a certain type of way. But I actually I'm just copy roll and, with it. No, I copy and pasted that from an article. Legit. No, no, I didn't no. write that. I mean, the quotations. Never mind. Fuck off. Shut up. The okay. Octane Core. <laughs> you can't even keep a straight face. Can I talk? Like, wait, I'm going to put my mic up here oh. so you guys can see me. Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Ready? Yes, Bill Donahue. So blank face. Octane core. It's just a term used to describe radio-friendly metalcore. If it's something you'd hear on Sirius XM Octane, it's considered <laughs> octane core. He's already so laughing. Like Double wears Prada. Not an actual subgenre, but similar to the term butt rock for metalcore. But for metalcore, stuff that plays on the radio that promotes playing nothing but rock. We play nothing but rock all day wrong, all day wrong. Suck all day nothing wrong. but cock. <laughs> okay, so the first question I think that he's writing, this is all a little, we love the yeah. way Chris writes things out. Are we okay with butt rock singing making its way into the heavier genres? Okay, and he put two examples down here that I don't know if you know, Scott, but I'm familiar with. Sleep Token and Bad yep. Wolves. Yeah, so, um, look, man. Everybody got introduced to hardcore and metal, kind of whatever way they did. Like Chris and I are products of the '90s, so you know, heavy music in the mid '90s was Corn, um, Deftones, towards Sepultura. the end of the decade. Yeah, Sepultura. You know, you know those guys. I mean, although I'll, I will hardcore that argue hardcore. Fuck my life. Oh, I'm hardcore. so stupid. Scott's so fucking hard. Argue. He just inserts hardcore to replace other words. He's like, <laughs> you want to get some hardcore tonight and maybe a dessert. Let's go to hardcore. I'm tired. <laughs> I will argue that Sepultura is far more hardcore than half of these hardcore bands that are out these days. Like, dude, Chaos Fear, uh, uh, Chaos AD, um, uh, uh, Rise. Rise. He's stroking Arise. out. <laughs> yeah, my fucking brain shut off for a second. So Rise, Chaos AD. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my fucking Tourette's out of this, you cocksuckers. Uh, I swear to Christ. I know where you live. You signed I'm, up for this. Come I on, find out where she I know where you live. Bob's discount furniture, yes. <laughs> Bob's discount furniture. Come on down. 
but but I mean, I, I think you and I could agree on that, right? Sepultura is far more hardcore than some of the shit that comes out. Like, and this, I'm not shitting on bands like this, but you have bands like Koyo and No Pressure that are being lumped into the hardcore scene because they have hardcore roots. You know, both those um, bands come out of the hardcore scene, but those are very like pop punky, happy go lucky type bands, and they're being called hardcore and lumped onto hardcore festivals. And I still have idiots that tell me that like Sepultura wasn't hardcore. Like, go go listen to Propaganda and tell me that's not a hardcore song. It's it's more metal, but it's harder in general. I wouldn't call it hardcore just because of the fucking connotations. Listen, it's technical brutal death driving. metal. It's not brutal technical death metal. Okay, it's not. What <laughs> subgenres are there? There's too many. Billion. There's too many because a bunch of dipshits like to subgenre everything. But the, sub- the real question. Huh? Go ahead. Uh, subgenres that I hate, gent. If I hear the word gent one more time, I'm going to pound a spike to my fucking eyeball. I think we should just lean into progressive metal Can when we talk about that. Can you give me examples of gent? Uh, there's, there's a bunch of different bands. That oh, it's, it's, it's like a periphery, sound. Motor. Periphery, volumes, uh, Veil of Maya, technically. Uh, Born of Osiris, I feel like you could lump into that at times. Um, One of their singers just quit. You see that era? Era would technically be Jen. I did. He's he's they were he's good live too. I liked him. I don't wonder what they're. I never got into that band. But you know me, I'm I'm a hardcore kid. I'm not really a metal. Like I like some metal, but I'm you know that's Chet's favorite band, pretty much. That's like one of his his top three. So hardcore, but hardcore people have always referred to ourselves as kids, right? Because every other like you have metal heads, you have. you know, punk rockers, but hardcore, once you get to the end of hardcore, there wasn't anything good you could put back there. Cause you're like, I'm a hardcore man. You're like, well, that's because really? that's because hardcore kids progressed into other, other types of music. They either right. go full bore into that Boston Murphy's op, like, uh, you know, uh, dropkick Murphy's persona, watching hockey and wearing a fucking driver's cap or whatever you want to oh, call it. Yeah, yeah, or, the like, or they lean <clears throat> into metal and they get into the metal side, kind of like hate breed did. They really leaned into the metal side of things. You know? I mean, towards the towards the later albums, yeah. yeah I but mean, Jamie's hair is even long now. He looks metal as fuck, which is cool. He still looks, you know, he just looks more we were, metal now than anything. But I remember seeing Hapri back in the day, and those dudes looked hardcore. Like they looked like well, hardcore I'll tell you, dudes. Because I, I saw those dudes in January down down in fucking Long Island. <clears throat> and yeah, Jamie definitely has more of a metal look. And it's funny because Jamie is happy these days. And you know, I remember Jamie being pissed off on stage, like just being real angry all the time. And now Jamie's like dancing around, smiling and shit. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad the dude's in a better mental health space. That's for sure. <laughs> but I'm trying to be um, angry while listening to fucking. <laughs> but, but like he's, he's like smiling and shit. And he's, he's singing shit off of Satisfaction. You know, you, you and I both know Satisfaction is a real fucking angry album. So he's singing shit album. off of that, smiling. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, you're when, when one of the lines on your album is a product of rape, that's a dark yeah. album. But right, our last breath when he's playing yeah. last breath and smiling as he's singing last breath. And you're like, I know what this song's about, man. <laughs> but we, as, as, as is our podcast, we went off the rails. So are you okay? Are you okay with butt rock singing, making its way into the metal metal core side of the world where it starts off and it's a killer riff with the drums and suddenly Nickelback hook. Are you okay with so, that? Cause I hate it. I do hate it, but you know what? The, the point I was making before when we, when we went down that rabbit hole, it does bring newer, younger kids in and get them initiated into that heavier music, right? Because it's not, dude, nobody's putting on D aside for the first time and being like, this is the best thing ever. Like you have to, there's a progression there, you know? But I don't, I, I honestly, I feel the opposite. I feel like that's like the wall for most people. I feel like that's the, the crowd it draws. I think they're drawing in the people 
I think that's like their limit. I think the limit, and I think that why I think that is because the singing had to literally progress into that style to bring people to that kind of guitar and drums. Cause mo- right, there's, so, so I, I think that is literally the limit. I don't think people that listen to bad wolves and sleep token are, are yearning for heavier, more screamy music, unless it's Lorna shore, because it's cool to do that right now. But like, well, other I'm, than that, so you don't but, think that people who like those bands are leaning into more of a hardcore sound. I don't know. I don't I think it's, I don't think it's introducing people to heavier. Like when, like when, when I was like, like Scott said, when we were coming up, you found out about bands like corn and corn's heavy as shit. But corn is in hate breed, and like right. you know, and I I feel like like. But if it wasn't for corn in '96, when I fucking first found out about hate breed in '98 and fell in love with hardcore, that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for corn. You know what I mean? Well, the point I'm trying to make is I think that that genre of of metalcore is just being added to people's listening. I don't think people are are going into that side. I think it's just being added to their playlist with the shit they already like. It's just another yeah, band I, that fits in with their... And I, I'm not using Nickelback derogatory. I'm just saying because they're like the biggest butt rock band, Puddle of Mud stuff. I think Sleep Token gets added to that guy's playlist what has Nickelback on it. I don't think he hears I'm Sleep sure. Token I, 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 and I then suddenly that, he's but... listening to fucking, you know, Veil of Maya and moving on. I don't think that's Yeah, happening. but why? Well, but, well, hang on. Let me that? let me stop you for a second there because you have if you're a, if you're a if you're a 35 year old guy yeah I agree with you I agree that if you're yeah. 34 okay yeah but if you're a fucking 14 year old kid who doesn't know anything about music and you hear that for the first time that can absolutely be your jump off point into getting to something like maybe you know because because frankly I don't listen to any of that yeah, shit anymore but- 25 years ago I would have. Yeah, but Scott, you want to know why I agree with you there? It's because of media. It's not because of people. Like, you don't have to. When I was learning about music and getting into stuff, I would have to look at suggested things on the side of YouTube. But I was also, I would also have to like search specific genres. Now, things like Spotify or Apple Music or whatever else just word vomit different genres all over the place. And then they could make you six different playlists with like half of them are all going to be the same songs, but then they're going to throw a few in there that you're not sure of, that you don't know. Yeah, they do. And a lot of it is media. So it's like, yeah, you don't have to like search for it now or look for a CD or be like, oh, you know, this album cover looks cool. What is this? What am I looking at? Blah, blah, blah. The media is throwing it thing? at you. How many times did you buy an album because the cover looked cool and you went, went home and listened to it? It was fucking garbage. No. Yeah, I've done that. I did I never that. did that. I did that. I, when I bought an, when I bought something, it was very much <laughs> I went there to buy that. That was a thing. And then when I the last, and then when I was actually buying CDs and stuff, you it, was at, it was at Red Rocket <laughs> Records. And every you recommendation didn't go to a was garage good. sale and no. like just look at. They were like, "These are fifty cents each," and you're like, "Fuck it, I'll throw it in my book of fucking CDs." No, and I you used, just went. For I it. was very calculated with stuff, but also like I when I when I was buying CDs, we were bootlegging them. I was going and getting what I wanted. So yeah. I didn't like I didn't have a opportunity to buy a bad CD and and I'm fortunate for that. I'm not saying no one does that, but like I'm fortunate for that. Like I said, if I went to get something, I bought them at shows. I bootlegged it so I knew what I wanted. You know, I love the age now with Spotify recommendation, you know, doing the recommendations. Oh, I'm just, yeah, I would love to know like I would love to know how many kids are going heavier after hearing Sleep Token. That's what I would like. Well, to know. I mean, I'm not saying that, that you know Sleep Token is not the only example, but if you look at Bad Wolves or Veil of Maya or um, you know, anybody in that, that kind of same genre. No, Vale look, doesn't do that though. Well, but I'm okay, not Vale my uh but Born of Osiris. No, they, no, I'm saying they, they gotta have that butt rock choruses. Oh, I'm sorry. That, I'm that's, sorry. That, you have to remember that's to me, that's and that it, it, I'll state this as fact. That's a particular style of singing. Bad omens would have been a better example. Bad, oh, bad omens. I'm sorry, bad omens is yeah, what I, I, I know what I actually wolves. went out no bad wolves. I actually went out of my way to listen to bad omens this morning. 
and they have What's their own thing rich? going on. I don't really think they have a butt rock thing. I think they have their own thing, no, and I'm it's hook heavy. They, but I'm saying what I'm talking about is like, rock. huh? Uh, they don't have butt rock. That's yeah. That's what I'm moments. saying. So that's why I use that's bad I wolves because like I think I think I, I always confuse the two of them. That's on me. No, you're fine. You're fine. Either. But I'm saying <laughs> it's got to have like it's got to come into that like puddle of mud, Nickelback. Um, well, okay, I'm but what about like Five Finger Death Punch, right? Because I, I that's a butt rock chorus that that qualifies. Right. They all have that same kind of sound and cadence what about, for the most part. What about all that remains? He leaned into that. They weren't like that oh, yeah, before. They, they absolutely did. He leaned Listen, into that hard. Even Shadows Fall tried to do that, and it didn't work out. Like they're all tried. Uh, a lot of those bands tried to lean into that 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 butt rock style well, of mean, chorus. Because because you know, and and you know that I have some friends that are a little more popular I think than. Godfrey than... falls in the same category as Nickelback, but like. <laughs> right, but worst so, name ever for a band. So one day I, I was talking with one of with an old friend that you know Chris and I know, and they're from around here that they play in one of those bigger bands, and um, we were laughing. I said, "You guys just sold right the fuck out, huh?" And he went, "Yeah," because ultimately, if you're going to play in a band for a career, you got to do what's going to make you money. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's so. But those same guys that play that kind of music that we, you know, I don't like it. You don't like it. But I, I still know those guys well enough to know that they're doing it for themselves to make money. But they're also going to be the same guys who are out there trying to bring kids into a new part of the fold. You know, they meet yeah. some guy, they, you know, so <laughs> Here's I my question. Sides. Here's my question, Kayla, because I know you like both sides, both styles. You like all sorts of different music. Do you do you do you know what I mean when I say the butt rock choruses? Do you know the difference? Like when I talk to you about it. So when you when it like. On the breakdown, when it slows down, it's like a singing part instead of just a, like they're screaming the whole time. That's no, I no, I, that. no, I'm talking the no. singing clean parts in general. Like, like, you know, the song I always I make fun of, but it's a really good song. That I, what is it? He's like, well, you told me think about it. I did that. What, what's oh, that song? King for a Day. That's by, not uh, that's Smith. not a butt rock chorus. You know what I mean? I don't consider no, but that. Five finger death punch but is I, definitely like, butt rock. But when chorus. you listen to like the hook or the, the chorus part on a five finger song, that leans into butt rock. And I've noticed that like Sleep Token does it a lot too. They'll have kind of like a heavier riff, and then they'll start singing, and it it falls into that category for it me. It sounds like, like Creed. It has that. It has that 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 style that I can't. It's hard for me to explain, but I want. I think I th- when you say butt rock, I think of Theory of a Dead Man. I think yep. of. They've, yep. I think of Nickelback. I yep. think of Daughtry. Creed. I think yep. of just, yeah, so those yeah. are that's what I think of when you say that. So but I think, think of I like, think I'm on the same page as you yeah. guys. Yeah, so, so think like, of like okay. when their hook part comes in the song. I'm no, that's what I'm talking about when I say I notice a lot of heavier bands coming out now have hooks that sound like heavy. Daughtry could have did it. Yeah. Well, and you know, and again, my whole point mm-hmm. is that I don't like it. It's not for me. I won't listen to that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm into. But I do think that there is a place for it because I think, it, again, for the 35-year-old guy who wants to go crush 32 Budweiser's and punch some kid at a giant metal fest, that guy's never going to go any deeper. But for okay, wait. Can I say something that, that might just be a little controversial because I feel like we're getting a little serious with it? When okay. I, I, I have Theory of a Dead Man, I have Nickelback, and I have Daughtry on my playlist. And I have thousands and thousands of thousands of songs on my phone. Chris can attest to this because I listen to a wide range of music but yeah. i li- i like jokey shitty songs and i think throwing Hollywood undead in there is a good example because chris and i had a debate about this not that long ago like i don't mind jokey songs because they're just feel good songs Hollywood they're like guilty so pleasure songs for me so it's like oh, okay this is jokey this is fun this is whatever but they're still like a mix of what i would listen to on a regular basis yeah. a lot of people don't like it though 
Well, dude, I don't, again, I don't personally care for it, but that doesn't mean, but you have gone further down that rabbit hole from Daughtry, from Theory of a Dead Man, and you've gotten oh, but I didn't heavier... start there. <laughs> no. That also counts. That makes a big difference. If you start there, I don't know if you're going to end up in the genre. Well, no, and again, if, again, if you're a 14-year-old kid <laughs> or 13-year-old kid who's hearing something that's just a little bit heavier, because like, I know people that were brought up on country. I know people that were brought up on pop and, and R and B, right? And they 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 first hear a heavier song from somebody like Sleep Token or Theory of a Dead Man or whomever, and they go, "Oh shit, this is this is wild." I I kind of like this, and then they they can go down that rabbit hole. But again, I think if you're mid thirties, mid forties, and that you know that band comes around, you're not going any further. Let with me it. let me throw a little speed bump in your in your younger person rabbit hole theory. TikTok, oh, not the kind of speed bump. TikTok, yeah. <laughs> TikTok. Huh. A so lot of younger media. people. I already brought up media. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But TikTok specifically, as far as music, like there's a lot of people that only get their music from TikTok and they only sure. find it there. Same and they curate me. their own playlist off of that. And they they might have a playlist full of all tick a lot of these people they're they're, they're addicted to clips of songs on TikTok. So that's yeah. that's another part of my theory. I'm guilty of, like, of that though. I heard somebody on TikTok, it's only like a 30 second clip or a 15 second clip, and I've looked it up just off of those lyrics to see what it was about. I mean, I, remember Sam Smith's song that came out, fucking holy or unholy or whatever? Yeah. When he posted the 15-second clip, I remember that going around for months before yeah. it actually came out. But that's where a lot of younger insane. people get their music direction from on where to look for music. And that's where I could tell you, like, that's why part of I think a lot of the buck stops at someone like Bad Wolves or Sleep Token when it comes to kids finding heavier music. Well, Unless well, it's knocked loose, it. which is an anomaly. That's how I found a very strange, but they're very similar to Hatebreed 25 years ago, where Knocked Loose, and I mean, not musically, but Hatebreed kind of came out of nowhere for the mainstream in, in, two, in, in 97 and 98 when Satisfaction dropped. And those guys spread like wildfire. Yeah, but I honestly think Knocked Loose is bigger already and they have a long way to go. Yeah, All right, guys, wait, we got we to gotta pause. We got to move on to the next thing because this will go on forever See, if we talk about how people why go around it. You're the moderator. Okay, so we're going to move into who's more hardcore, okay? And this is not a list that I came up with, so I hope you're fighting. I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, so... I already can tell that I'm going to be driving to Chris's house in about 38 <laughs> seconds here. I'm going to hear okay, a car pull okay. up and a door slam. Ready? I'm going to start with a hot one. I'm not going in order, Christopher. I'm, I'm picking what I think is... Oh, I, I have an idea what she's picking. Fuck. Okay, so hate breed... Yeah. Or blood for blood. Blood for fucking blood. Why is that even a fucking question? <laughs> I had to know your answer. You, you knew my answer. You didn't up. have to know. It's the one thing that hasn't popped up. Blood for blood all day, every day. Why? Why? Tell people why. Tell the people. We're on a what podcast. If, so, what if someone wants to argue the hey, fact that they're hard rock? Who? <laughs> 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 Give me that fucking address. That's where I'm going. All right. So, Hapri, perennial hardcore band, right? Those guys, um, mid '90s all the way until today. Yeah, they've they've gotten a little more metally in their in their later albums, but legit hardcore dudes play with a really metal esque sound to the hardcore that they write. Absolutely, blood for blood. Bro, if you can listen to outlaw anthems and not want to commit felonies, you're not a fucking human being. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I've got to look at the music side of things too. That's a big one. Like, obviously the lyrics and the vocalization, but I mean, yeah. you could also argue that their hooks are very rockish, the way that hooks are done, which is great. They are. There's certainly they some also stuff in there. Call themselves hardcore rock and roll. 
They do. Um, but in that vein, Drowning Man calls themselves rock and roll. <laughs> you know, like I've never listened to them. Scott's favorite band, by the way. Never listened to them. One of my favorite bands. One of my favorite. You've never listened to Drowning Man? No, I don't think so. They're very mathy and technical, but they're Probably why. phenomenal. I don't like, I don't like riff okay, salad. Okay, okay. That's favorite okay. song from each band. Both of you favorite song from Hatebreed. Uh, last oh, Breath, all day, every day. Burial for the Living. Really? Over Last Breath? And um, Blood for Blood? Can it be an uh, entire, White Trash Anthem. Can it be an entire album? One yeah, song. right? <laughs> One uh, song. Because fucking nothing for you. Yeah, nothing for you. But White Trash Anthem the is fucking... The hook is him just saying nihilism. I've got nothing <laughs> for you. Nihilism. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the beauty the beauty of White Trash Anthem is um uh just the way that it's they so write aggressive. the hook. What's that? It it's, is. It's so aggressive. It is. It's just so in your face. So fuck you. Fuck everyone. Fuck everything about it. This, it, you know. <laughs> they're, they're so. Uh, but, but picking a favorite Blood for Blood song, like Chris, and I could pick a whole fucking album. Ala Anthems is the, one of the greatest albums ever written in the hardcore genre. That's true. Even their last yeah. one before things went south, My Serenity, there was fantastic. Yeah. And they did. I'm sending a message to the notes, but don't answer. That's going to be the last question for today. Um. Oh. Buddha, though. I mean, It'll fuck that guy. Okay, so next one Madball or Biohazard? Madball. Madball all fucking day. Is Who's it consistency or. Because Madball is a very specific kind of hardcore. Right. And there, there's there's very specific albums that set Madball apart. But those three or four fucking albums are the greatest New York hardcore albums of all fucking time. And I'm talking, I'll put that up against Sick of It All. I'll put it against H2O's early shit. I'll put it against Biohazard. I'll put it against 25 uh, to Life. Front. String Through Unity. Fuck. <laughs> String Through Unity. Regardless, yeah, regardless of the Rick to Life controversies that have gone on, Strength Through Strength Unity. Strength Through Unity is a good album, but but if you look at, there's three albums in the 90s. What about Scarhead? Dude, set it off. Fucking set it off. Great. If it's you great. can listen to set it, I'm just throwing other things at you. I said that's a great album, but set, what about Scarhead? I do love Scarhead, but no. Shut Down? What? Shut Down? Uh, Shut Down's New York Hardcore. Uh, Bulldoze? I love Bulldoze. Yeah, they're beat down technically, though. I know, but they're fucking amazing. <laughs> they're actually brutal technical death metal, though. <laughs> but, but the question being Biohazard or Madball, which one is more hardcore? Madball every day of the week. You know what I like? You know what You know what really sets Biohazard apart? You're not apart? agreeing or disagreeing with this. I need you to agree or disagree. I want to state a quick argument about Biohazard. Mm, okay. All right. Biohazard tells a they their their hardcore is almost like street rap from the day. Yeah. Yeah. Though, and I know they worked with rappers and stuff, but like if you listen to their music, I mean he literally has a song called Five Blocks of the Subway and it's about him having to walk five shitty blocks to get to the fucking shitty subway where he lives. Yeah. You know, they, I, to me like I would put them right on par for that one album alone. Okay. They're with they're Mad Ball. I'm not saying I'm not disparaging Biohazard by any means. No, no, either, I don't think you are. I'm just saying, as far as being as actually hardcore, you know, from the music to the message to everything. Well, see, the music—that's where I fault—that's where I falter because the message, hundred percent hardcore, but musically, they're just not as hardcore as. as they did go new metal, metal after. They did go yeah. new metal for an album. Yeah. So, so I mean, great. who's more hardcore? 
Yeah, I'd have to say Madball too. Ah! You are. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna argue. Just I to still have to say that. That's a good argument, though. Like it is a good argument, and I'm not disagreeing completely. But I'm just saying, as a band, and as as and when you look at New York hardcore, Biohazard is certainly in the conversation, especially their early work. I feel like they get very forgotten at times. Oh, of course. Well, you know, Evan went and did fucking. His whole shit with with the fucking uh, well, uh, what was, was the that? prison show Oz? Oz, yeah, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. shows. And then you know Billy, Billy's always been around. He's been doing his shit, but they don't like they didn't put they stopped playing out as much. They stopped doing tours. They stopped really being a, a you know the the quintessential part of hardcore is that you're around all the time. You're there every year. I think they were getting. I think they were already on the upper end of the age range when that popped off. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, and those guys are all in their sixties now. I mean, they're not spring chickens. It's like look at look at Roger Merritt. He's, what he's, did you just say? Spring they're chickens. not spring chickens. I heard him. Caleb, pick two bands off your list. What two bands you got? What do you want to hear us yell at each other about? Yeah, we'll go to the next one. I I don't know how I don't know how I would compare the two. It doesn't even have, have to be a, a who's more hardcore. It could just be fucking who would you rather listen to? Okay. Um, this is a weird one, and I think of my dad when I hear this. So I want to hear what you guys would say because you're, you know, around uh, my dad's age. Hang on, I'm just gonna jump out my window now. I just said that. Just give me one second. Yeah, it's case. scary because she already knows a few band names that will trigger me immensely. So. <laughs> well, no, I don't think this one will trigger you. I think that this one is gonna be like they're really hard to compare the two. So, Corn and Romstein is what came to mind. Oh, Korn very different day. bands. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, absolutely. That's I would no, I would take I'm with Chris. I would take Corn all day long. Corn's really? first three albums. Corn doesn't put had... out a bad album. Even their bad albums are better than most albums. Like they Corn's consistently Corn the whole time. Where Rammstein is like all over the place with techno elements they're, yeah, they're, and everything. Yeah, they're they're more of an electronica heavy rock Industrial. band. They're not really. They have little yeah. spurts of like highlights, like um the the song from the Lost Highway soundtrack, Rammstein. Yeah, that riff and everything is heavy as shit. Yeah, they, they definitely have, but I'd be like, that's like putting orgy in the mix. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they've got some heavy stuff, but they're not a. Corn has been consistently heavy, and Corn really, and I'm not a Corn fan, you know this, but Corn really did revolutionize the game in the mid 90s. Like, those okay, dudes. Okay, wait, I have started, a couple then that will throw you off that aren't from the 90s at all, then. Completely different. Well, like, I may not know them you, then because I'm old. You might. You might. So this uh, one, this is, I'm going to ask this question for uh, Chris, the other Chris that we work with, because I thought of him when I thought of these two bands. So I want to hear what you guys have to say. So Motionless and White and um, Bullet for My Valentine. Um, the only good thing about Motionless and White is where they got their name from and Bullet. Mm. <laughs> I like Bullet for My Valentine. They're consistent and they have evolved over time I to would be a Bullet. more modern sounding band. Motionless, I tried listening to because they always talked about as like this. I, I always got I the impression. I always, I always got the impression they were like a heavier band and they looked all crazy. And then I listened to them and I was like, "What was this on on the radio after freaking <laughs> Daughtry?" Right, they got they like got they, like death metal fucking writing for their name, and you're like, "Hey." Yeah, it threw me off. It's like Ghost. When I first heard Ghost, I wanted to just punch my face in. Yeah. Oh my okay, god. That band. My two for you guys. Wait, wait, all wait, right. We're not gonna go too off the rails. That's fine. Uh, my two right now that I've been really obsessed with mm. is Escape the Fate and Avenged Sevenfold. Right Avenged now. all day. All and day. Avenged. I, I don't. I've never really listened to Escape the Fate, but I have a. I have a sneaking suspicion I would go to Avenge just on City of Evil alone. See, yeah. I mean, I like alone. both of them, but they're completely different. They're not. I wouldn't even put them in the same well, what's, genre. What's at Escape all. the Fate like? Who are they like? Well, they got two. They've had two different singers. 
They have had two different singers. Uh, I like their older music. So um, I can't remember the album, but it's literally zoomed in on some girl's lips. I remember what it looks like. And um, my favorite song on there is Guillotine. But I can't remember the name of the album. It's literally just zoomed in on some girl's lips. I Do just... I get to pick the dance? Yeah, pick two. I have more, but pick two. Oh, that's tough. That's the, no, because the one I'm the one I'm gonna pick. Me and Chris are gonna fucking battle about. We already know that one. I want to hear it. It's probably already on my list. It is. Well, you know what? I'll save my two for the end. I'll save my okay. two. Go ahead. So stick to your guns or throw down. Throw down every fucking minute of every fucking day. It's throw down. Why? Not even a fucking what? Why are you basing this off two albums or all the way up until now? Are you ba- How about when they were singing like Godsmack? Even though I like that album, they full went full on Godsmack singing. After sounding All like right. Pantera for like two albums. So here's my deal with Throwdown. I am, I am, yes, I'm basing it off of the first two albums because yes, they are I knew filthy. It. I knew it. But, I but knew okay, it. but what did Stick to Your Guns write that was anywhere near as good as Dude, the, the whole first Disobedient album? album, front to back. When Scott Vogel comes in, it's a good for the album. end of that song, I literally have to like pin myself down with restraints. But if you listen, if you listen Ew. to. <laughs> if you listen to the first Throwdown album, the first Beyond uh, full-length album that starts with fucking Unite, that, from that's, the that's, second Unite starts. That's like their second one. Uh, th- that's their first full-length album, though. Beyond Repair was a full. Was it a full? I thought I'm it was pretty sure Beyond Repair had like eight, nine, ten songs on it, something like that. I'll uh, no. it. What's it called? Beyond uh, Repair. Throwdown. Throwdown. Look up the Throwdown Wikipedia and bring it up. Let's talk about maybe this. maybe it is a, maybe it is a fall. Like that. My that was question is: Did you stick with them through the Pantera and the Godsmack? No, I, no, I did not. I but did. that was again. I did. But I recognized it for what it was. It was a money grab, right? That's exactly what that was. That I was them trying to was. make them. It was. I don't. I I I would say maybe some of it, but I think they were progressing the same in that way, direction. Barrier Dead did the exact same thing. They're, East Coast and West Coast. Yeah, right? Barrier Dead started as a money grab. No, Barrier Dead started as a joke. That's what I'm saying. They were like, oh, I bet we could kill it doing this. And they so, did. So, Barrier Dead on the on the East Coast and Throwdown on the West Coast were very similar types of bands, right? Yeah, and Throwdown started as a joke band too. If you don't know, Kayla is presenting. Liz, I can't. No, so Throwdown started as a joke band with um, a couple of the guys from Eighteen Visions and a couple other bands. Uh, but I, I thought it was bleeding. No, no, through. the guy. Well, bleeding through eighteen visions, and there was a couple, one or two other guys. And the whole joke was there were four skinny little white dudes who had never been in a fight, starting a band named Throwdown. <laughs> what year was this? The, Let's go back the... up. Early years. Hang on, stop right there. So Haymaker was still a hardcore album, I would say. It is. It says that it is right here. In 2003, Throwdown recorded and released Haymaker featuring the Peter Penn's Straight Edge Anthem Forever on yeah. Trust Kill Records. Yeah, that was still a hardcore album. So the first three albums were really hardcore albums. And then they started to change. I honestly liked it. I liked. I listened to, what is it, Venom and Tears was one of them? Am I right? Yeah, on I couldn't. It wasn't for me. But, it, I like but again, it. Right? I still like right Deathless. I listened to Deathless like last week, actually. Vendetta, really? Venom and yeah. Tears, Deathless. Intolerance and take. He has some monster hooks on that that are actually really good. I'll check it out a second time. I mean, again, it's not. It's just not my style, right? It's not what I'm into for the most part. Uh, they stay consistent with keeping it simple. Well, that's it. There's something to be said for that. That's why I loved him in the first place, dude. If you but listen stick to, to your United, guns, 
starting with Diamond, because before Diamond, the singing was trash. I'm not going to lie. It no, was. No disrespect, but the singing was trash before Diamond. But Diamond took I them really to, listen a, to it. Diamond took them to a fucking another level, dude. Monster hooks that did not sound butt rock with heavy riffs, breakdowns, and then Disobedient came out, and I was like, holy shit, these guys are serious. And What's then, your answer? I'm going with Stick to Your Guns. I love both bands, but I think Stick to Your Guns found a sound, and fucking they, they have been very consistent. Like with every everything since Diamond has been like very consistent and heavy, and the guest vocals have always been fucking on par, you know. We saw them. I saw them two years ago or last year, and like I just like watching them live. They put on a good live show. There's I have nothing to say about their live show that's negative. It just it wasn't for me, right? And that's and that's personal yeah. preference. It's not it's not me saying that they're trash or anything like that. And if Throwdown came out tomorrow and they came across on a tour and the tour was everything after. Um, 2004. I probably wouldn't go see it. Like that's personal preference. Okay, next one. 100 demons or death threat? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. We're not friends after this. You can go fuck yourself. It's 100 <laughs> demons every time. Though go fuck yourself. Can you use straight face, Christopher? Death threat. Yeah. All right. How consistent? Back- what? What? Name a bad death threat. <laughs> name a bad death threat album. Name a bad hundred demons album. They're both they're two albums. They're both fucking phenomenal. Yeah, but one's a hundred times better. One is a hundred times better. Are you gonna sit here and tell me that now here fast is as good as peace and fucking security? I think it's a good progression. Now here fast has the best call out <laughs> out of all of has the best call out I've ever heard. There's two call outs and 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 hardcore that I've heard that that always give me goosebumps. One is a Madball song. Where he says to all you rock stars who try to act hard, that whole little ending to that is hard as fuck. And then death threat, and now here fast. What does he say? I don't even remember off the top of my head. I'm a grown ass so man. I'm not some punk ass kid. So get the fuck out of my face. Oh, and that yeah, shit yeah, is harder yeah. than 99 of anything I've ever heard. That and and it's just Aaron from Death Threat saying that sentence gives me chills every time because I'm like I so fucking relate. You relate to that too. I'm, I'm, you I'm can't basically not. a child in the you adult can't have a body. child penis on adult body. But <laughs> <laughs> that was our fucking secret, you cocksucker. That's how I know. But, but listen, okay, but hear me out, okay? Because you have you have Eyes of the Lord, which is arguably the best the modern Lord. hardcore album. <laughs> right. It's the best modern hardcore album. I'm not, you know, I don't put it up against... What's that? Metalcore. Did you, did you say metalcore again? It's the best modern. There's solos. Is there a guitar solo on that album? I will burn your How house. How many to guitar the solos ground. are on that album? I'm saying that on camera. I want that on record. <laughs> How many I guitar solos are on In the Eyes of the Lord? At least. There's two. There's two major ones. How many triple picking parts? It doesn't matter. <laughs> have you have you ever been to a Hundred Demons show and yeah. seen a bunch of long haired metal kids? No. Actually, the one I band. went to, their singer had long hair and he looked metal as fuck, but it was cool. Well, what, Bruce? <laughs> I think Bruce it was, was Bruce. Cool. And he looked cool yeah. as fuck, dude. He, he just, he had like, I think he had cut off shirt. Bruce. He was in New York somewhere. So Bruce has the greatest vocals I've ever heard in a hardcore band ever. Like, you listen to Bruce and you can hear the fucking anguish pouring out of his soul on that fucking album. I was you think I sin? In the eyes of the Lord. Fuck you. Fuck you that that's not. Fuck you. I think he has a very unique vocal style. That no one else could pull off unless you sing for neglect. 
And right. that guy could probably pull it off because not a lot of people can have that kind of voice with not a lot of range, but still make it fucking work just right. out of pure I mean, feeling because <laughs> you get I mean, you feel it. And, and even with Pete singing, and I, and I, I love Pete's voice, and Pete's a fantastic singer. Mm. When when all those guys were together in Higher Force, and, and I don't know if you know the history, but Higher Force no. was was all the guys from um, <clears throat> Hunger Demons, except for Bruce. It was Pete Morsey singing, and then they kind of disband, and they pick up Bruce, and that's where Hunter Demons comes from. And then when Bruce has all of his uh, mental health struggles and his substance abuse struggles and leaves, they brought Pete back into the whole fold, and that's when they did the second album. And that second album, I, I'm not—it's not my favorite album in the world, but it's still a fantastic fucking album. I was in—I I went to the video shoot for um, what the fuck is the song they did a video off of for that? The one where Pete's singing, does his clean vocals. It doesn't matter. I can't think. Of, I, I, you know, I'm bad with names of songs. Um, but that whole album is still a fantastic album, and it's. Those, if I put those two albums against Peace and Security and Last Days, that's a struggle. If I put it against Peace and Security and God and Government, struggle. that's pretty much on par. <laughs> okay, so if you have two bands that you would compare to your Take the Fuck Out of You and Chris, what would those two be? Hang on, I have one Who's question, Kayla, for you. Real mm. quick, real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you sound like, I won't ask it. What were you asking again? No, no, what I want to know. Kellen Quinn or Chris Daughtry? I feel like you don't even need to ask me that question. <laughs> she's got the, he's she's asking me because Kellen Quinn was in Sleeping with Sirens and then he also does Pierce the Veil and he's featured with MGK and like a bunch of other people that they've hopped on to. Kellen Quinn was my high school crush. I was obsessed with this man. And then one of my buddies went to a Sleeping with Sirens concert, had VIP passes, went back there and apparently he was a dickhead. So kind of like changed it for me 